to finally investigate. By the way, <laughs> that CNN sucks. And it goes on for quite a while. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. That was quite something. I was watching it for quite a while last night, and the number of times. He walked back from the microphone and just raised his arms and walked around looking at the people like, wow, you people are crazy. Now, politicians make all kinds of claims that either never come true or can't come true. I remember in reading George Stephanopoulos' book, as soon as they won, uh, Bill Clinton won the presidency, they, they said, now, how are we going to do any of these things we said we were going to do? <laughs> because some of them stand in, in contrast to each other. To do this would actually make this worse. You can't make both of these better at the same time, you know. That happens sometimes, sure. especially if you're going to talk tax. You can't lower taxes and and uh, and cut spending. I mean, you can't do a lot of these things. It just can't be done. But anyway, um, Trump last night at some point, and I was watching the rally in Texas to support Ted Cruz, and Trump said, and y'all got a middle class has a 10% tax cut coming in the next couple of weeks. And the crowd Not went wild. Not the companies. They've done fine, but the, the middle class. And the crowd went wild, and I thought, that's interesting. I haven't heard that. Is yeah. that part? Is that in addition to the big tax? Well, it, it, it would seem that there nobody in the legislature, which is where tax law comes from, uh, has any idea what he's talking about. Oh, there's, really? There's, there's no there's no efforts been made that direction. Congress isn't in session right now, so it can't happen in the next couple of weeks. Right. That's funny because I heard that and I thought, wow, I haven't heard anything about that. Right. I missed that. How did I miss that? He may have just made that up. It was probably a policy discussion. I don't know. In the West Wing. And he thought, yeah, why not? Let's trot it out. Everybody's in a good mood. <laughs> wow. Okay. We shall see. Do we have one more clip? Let's play another clip. The President of the United States? Yeah. You know, I'm talking about the, the tax thing? With his good friend, Ted Cruz, who's no longer lying, Ted, but what's he called now? Beautiful Ted. Ted. Beautiful Ted. Lost the alliteration there. Not called a fan. him no. Called him Texas Ted at one point. Texas Ted. Texas Ted. Gotta spell it right. T e x a s. Just your location and your name. Yes. I don't know what says much about you. Yeah, go ahead. Play that one, Sean. We've been working on it for a few months. A ten percent brand new, and that is in addition to the big tax cuts that you've already gotten. But this one is for middle income. This is no business. Business is now good. They're coming back. The jobs are coming back. The plants and factories are coming back like never before. They're all coming back. This is for middle-income people. All middle-income people. A big tax cut. 10%. We'll be putting it in next week. We'll be putting it in next week. Did he say next week or next year? It sounded like next week. Next week, yeah. And then reporters followed up with him on that and they said next week. He said, yeah, we're going to do it before the election. Reporters reminded him that Congress isn't in session. Then he said, oh, I, well, after the election. Well, soon is the point. Soon. Are you going to quibble over there, Sean? Soon. With Trump? How much time you got? Soon. <laughs> so there's a bunch of your Trump-hating media that uh, have their opinion on this. See if somebody is a little more... 
President, this is from Fortune. President uh, Trump announced a new 10% tax cut would come into effect before the midterms, intended only for the middle class, not for businesses or the rich. Okay, this story even in Fortune, it says the only problem is Congress is not in session. Congressional leaders haven't heard anything about it. Nothing has been drafted. Trump seems to have invented it from whole cloth. So you're saying there's a chance. (laughs) No, he's been working on it for months. Well, he may have been, but he didn't oh, yeah. talk to Congress about it. Unless, nah, unless McConnell ass. comes you out. You tried to talk to Congress. Unless Paul Ryan, who is, I believe, is Speaker of the House, which is a very big deal. I haven't heard him say a word or his name. Boy, in, I don't he's know. the lamest of ducks. He's the Speaker of the freaking House. That's a All big right. deal. Um, Number yeah. three in line for the presidency. Not exactly sure. Party leaders caught off guard by Trump's uh, proposal. This is from Bloomberg, also Trump hating, but um, yeah, I don't. I think he may have just made that up. Mm. Mm. Well, no, he didn't. I disagree. Fairness is my hallmark, as you know. Mm-hmm. Hi, Joe Getty. You take the the uh, conscience of the nation slogan seriously. They've been having meetings about it. It's a policy idea. He likes it. He's been pushing for it, and he got the people fired up there in Texas. He decided to announce it. Premature, perhaps. It's not going to happen in the next week or so. No. Premature. He got excited. All that cheering and chanting CNN sucks. <laughs> oh, there's a good lock her up chant. Uh, yeah. For Hillary or Diane Feinstein? Uh, Hillary. Hillary. Again, back to Hillary. And also a build the wall. Build the wall. Yeah, I heard chant. the build the wall. That was a good one. Yeah, so they hit all the greatest hits. Uh, speaking of the president saying things that perhaps he shouldn't... Uh, a guy quoted him the other day, this 49-year-old feller. You know, he hasn't been convicted of anything, so I hate to use his name. 49-year-old Bruce from Tampa was sitting behind a woman flying from Houston to Albuquerque Sunday. She had just settled into her seat and fallen asleep. I could pole vault before I could fall asleep on an airplane, unless I were just bitterly tired and drunk. Anyway. That's the way to do it. Yeah, yeah. well, I'm getting there. I got it halfway done, what with my dog getting sprayed by a skunk right at bedtime last night. And that nightmare. Oy. Right in the face, too. Right in the face and chest. And Did he kill the skunk? Stinks. Oh, I doubt it. Oh, and the skunk got away. Oh, well, my sure dogs get did. sprayed the... a lot, but the skunk usually pays a heavy price. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, he's always oh. dead laying in the yard. Yeah, and then well, I try you to have hose dogs. This... I just got the one dog. He gets sprayed and thinks, what the what? And runs away. That's... The lizards never did that. Right? That stinks. My dog, the great lizard hunter and, 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 and abuser of squirrels, chaser of quail, uh, and now victim of skunks. Skunks, one of the most amazing things of evolution, just showing you how over, you know, God, who knows how many millions of years or however long skunks have been around. Uh, you know, an animal sprayed some smell, wasn't smelly enough. It got eaten. The one with the stinkier smell stayed alive and reproduced and just kept getting more and more potent. I mean, because that's an amazingly bad smell that nature came up with. It's stunning. It is stunning. It's like... Tar and gasoline and rancid meat and, and and poo and nail polish remover. I mean, it's just and whatever that's an amazing array of horrific smells. What are that whatever that perfume is that bar whores wear? Oh boy, bar skanks. That's 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 an insensitive term. Well, there, I, I worked in some seedy bars, and there was a certain kind of woman that always wore the same scent of perfume, and I don't know what it was. 
I should have asked somebody. Excuse me, Barskank. What is that scent you're wearing? I have a name. <laughs> uh, okay, so anyway, this uh, 49-year-old Bruce settles into the flight behind his cow. We're skanky guys, too, and they did not smell uh, very good either. Right, right, right. And so apparently this gal's trying to grab a little uh, napperoonie, and all of a sudden she feels somebody groping at her right hooter. And looked down, and, it, well, she initially thought it was some sort of accident because she was half asleep and was aware of being jostled. And I was like, what? And goes back to sleep. Happens Taking a ag- nap. Happens again. <laughs> Felt her clothes move. Fingers started touching her from behind on her right side and around her bra line. God, you are such a pervo. You got to throw that guy in jail. She described the hand described by the woman as having hairy, thick fingers and dirty fingernails. Was it a monkey? Was uh, persistent, slowly and attentively. Was giving her the old uh, reach around. That's so uncool. So the plane lands in Albuquerque, and uh, the, the FBI meets the the flight. Oh, really? And the guy, the uh, alleged perv. Told authorities after being arrested, quote, the president of the United States says it's okay to grab a woman by their private parts. Oh, geez. According to the criminal complaint. Oh, my God. Which the Washington Post has now woven into an entire narrative about how clearly that's had an effect and, and the rest of it. Um, it's like Trump leading CNN sucks chance leads to Khashoggi getting chopped up, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. They mentioned the Hollywood accept, access tape. Which, to its credit, is much more thorough and accurate in its quoting of the president than most people are when they discuss this, because he talked about when you're famous, you can do anything, including grabbing women by their genitals. Uh, and he was, I think, specifically talking about going out. How you doing? Uh, to to bars in Manhattan. Trump's words have been parroted by other people accused of unsavory acts in recent months. You got this white gal yelling at a Hispanic man who was doing yard work using a couple of similar words to the president, and then they continue the uh, the attempt at a narrative by mentioning that some Philadelphia mob boss reiterated Trump's opinion that the use of flippers ought to be illegal. Trump was right. Flippers need to be outlawed. Forget about it, he said. <laughs> Zeus loaded into the back of an SUV and cuffs. So, okay, there's your narrative. Did that guy go to jail who was grabbing the woman in the airline seat? He should. And he should stay there for quite a while. That's a uh, that's a degenerate right there. Just last week, a Texas man flying from L.A. to Dallas allegedly did not stopping, stop touching the woman next to him and attempted to engage her in an unwanted game of footsies. Is it footsie or footsies? Footsie. Yeah, this says footsies. Fake news. Um, so the lotto is out of control with a couple of the biggest prizes ever, and... What do most people plan to do if they win? I've got the list based on a survey that was just done. Some of the answers will surprise you, actually. Powerball! The Powerball! $1.6 billion for the Mega Millions. What would most people do with that money? I'd buy an elephant. And? Have an elephant. I would be an elephant owner at that point. Right. (laughs) What do you mean, what? Take it to the corner store? I would do all sorts of stuff with my elephants. I would write it down the street and yell, what are you looking at? (laughs) That's what I would do. You're now listen- you get it. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 
let's sell $1.6 billion for Mega Millions and then like headed toward a billion dollars for the, the other lotto thing, whatever they are. Powerball. Um, what would most people do with the money? I have that for you in just a second. Uh, Market Watch has maybe a more fair coverage of Trump's last night saying it will be a tax, a ten percent tax cut for middle income earners. Didn't he say in the next week or so? He he he. he, he it used, sounded like weak. He used his typical Trump shorthand. Yes, yes, yes. The frank fractured syntax, the missing words. Speaking to reporters on the White House lawn. Donald Trump said the administration will propose what he called a resolution to cut taxes by 10% for middle-income earners. He made it clear that this would be for Congress to enact and not done administratively. He acknowledged that Congress would not take up any legislative proposal until after the election. That's the market watch version. That's not exactly what he said at the rally last night. That's probably what he said, plus the clarifications boiled down. Which, if you think about it, as a citizen, is what you need. I got to admit the fact that he just trotted it out and everybody was like, what? It's kind of funny. Quirky, Trumpian. Somebody said that it is footsies. Okay. No, it's not. No, it's not. You play footsie. You don't play footballs. You don't play tennises. You know? The number one thing Americans say they'll do if they score uh, the record $1.6 billion mega millions. Highest in U.S. history. Come on, elephant. The cash option is $904 million. Wow, that's insane. <laughs> um, Minus the taxes. So you probably take home what, 50 bucks after that? I'm bad at math. So what do Americans, $500 million or so. What do Americans say they'll do if they win half a billion after taxes? <laughs> so what do Americans say they'll do if they win that prize? The number one answer, share the prize with others. 33% of Americans said that was the top thing they do, share the prize with others. Yeah. Yeah, sure. It's a must. Obviously, it's a must. It would be a, uh, you'd be in a weird situation, though. How much do you give, how much do I give my brothers? How much do I give my mom and dad? Then you got your close circle of friends. Do you give them any? Do you give them any money? How about your co-host? Think about it. And in, and in many cases, I, and I, I honestly, I know what they would think. I would think, is this going to make your life better? If all of a sudden you've got no reason to get out of bed in the morning, you don't have to worry about money anymore. Is this going to make your life better? Because it doesn't for lots of people to Can, no longer have that need every day. And I think most people, you know, I'm sure my brothers or whoever would say, yeah, how about you let me decide that? Yeah, can Give me the money and I'll, I'll work that out. Let me learn that lesson the hard way. <laughs> I'll, I'll work through that, yeah. brother. Uh, one of the many really interesting points in Sebastian Younger's brilliant book, Tribe, is that there are just a few things the vast majority of human beings need to be happy. Yep. And yep, that's true. to feel like you're good at what you do is one of them. An internet connection. An internet connection <laughs> is good. Netflix. Uh, uh, people you care about and care about you. And feeling like your life has purpose, like you're doing something with your days and it matters. That's why it's good. If you have those three things, it does not matter what your income is more, you know, unless you're just dirt blanking poor, um, according to study after study after study. Well, yeah, the reverse being more important, doesn't matter how much money you have. If you don't have those things, you're not going to be very happy. Yeah, for the purposes of this discussion. Yeah, absolutely. And the um, and that's why retirement's a difficult process for so many people because you 
you had something to be and do every day of your adult life, and now all of a sudden you don't mm-hmm. until you create something new. That's why the empty nest is a little dislocating. Ask me. Oh, I can't imagine. I can imagine because my, my every day, everything I do is child raising. You take that out all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. that's a lot of time to fill with something, either productive or not. Pleasure-seeking, which I wasn't really digging, so I got a dog who got sprayed by a skunk. There was no pleasure last night. No, sir. There you go. You've solved that problem. There you go. No more pleasure-seeking. Excuse me, Baxter. I say, Baxter, come sit. Good boy. Good boy. Torment me, would you? Do something so horrific it ruins my entire evening. Good boy. So freezer full of hot pockets. That's what makes me happy. <laughs> number one answer, share the prize with others. Number two answer, save, invest the money for the future. If you get a half billion after taxes, you don't really need to save, invest for the future. Unless you want future generations to be super wealthy, which is, again, a little questionable. Yeah, I'm I, not sure that's a good idea. Maybe establish a foundation that'll take care of uh, education for your you and yours. You know, future generations. I'm not going to give you $3 million, but listen... I want uh, little Johnny and Janie and uh, Joe Jr. to go to college. So I'm establishing a, a fund for our family. Only 9% of people... So s- quit asking! Only 9% of people say they would quit their job. I think they're lying to themselves. I think the first day you have a boring meeting, you get up and walk out. <laughs> no, see, you don't... Because you can! You don't quit your job. You finally test the parameters of what does it take to get fired around here. <laughs> That's what you do. It's practically a science project. I think yes. there would be so much resentment from coworkers and bosses that I think they would try and make your lives miserable. Michael, I think you're absolutely right. Every single relationship would change. And oh, it yeah. would freak most people out and finally you'd think, I'm a stranger here. This this place is it's it's like a sci fi movie. I'm leaving. It'd be it'd be tough to not just have to get new friends. So you win the lottery, you think, I'm going to go to the lake and go skiing every day. Well your friends still have jobs. Yeah. So who are you gonna go to skiing at the lake with? Or go to where Vegas this weekend with and stay at the Bellagio. Who's going to do that with you? Because they have jobs um, and you know, responsibilities. I, I just got a, a couple of lovely snapshots from some buddies of mine who are uh, fishing right now. One is retired. The other is uh, on an extended break from his weird job schedule. And I, I hate them right now. I hate them with a bitter, bitter hatred because they're <laughs> fishing and I'm not. Because so, yeah. you believe happiness is a zero-sum game. Oh, that's clearly Them true. Them being happy is sucking happiness out of you? Uh, science has proven this. Hmm. I, I think un- the Bible references it. I was unaware of it. Anyone else's joy is taking away from mine. <laughs> yeah, happiness is not an abstract. It only exists when you can compare it to someone who is less happy. And there's a limited amount. It's like slices of pizza. Really? <laughs> <laughs> What's coming up in your news, Marshall? New poll numbers on Trump's top campaign issues just been released. Ranking GOP leader's office has been vandalized, and we've got a new way to score people's credit that could help you. Awesome. I don't need any credit. I won half a billion dollars cash. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That would be something. You're uh, listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. One of the other things about the the lottery and talking to people and talking to psychologists and everything like that, um, more than 8 in 10 Americans are certain that winning all that money would improve their lives, but research shows that it doesn't make you any happier or less happy. You continue to be the same as you were before. You just have more money. You have different worries. 
But you're, you know, as we've talked about many times, and psychologists have been pointing out forever, you kind of got a set level of happiness based on your genetics and attitude. Um, For the longest time, I've thought winning, netting $3 million was about the perfect amount. Um, And it changes as you age, but $3 million bucks, you got that in the bank. You can you can retire if you want, or you can keep working. If you enjoy your job, keep working. You can't buy anything you want, though. No, and you won't be so astoundingly wealthy that it changes every relationship you have. Nobody would need no. Oh, you I'm know, telling maybe everybody. You, maybe you need to. <laughs> maybe you can stay at a nicer place on vacation. Maybe you go ahead and swap out your car. Maybe you even move to a bigger house. But you can't move to like a ridiculous house. No, you only have three million dollars. Right. But you need never worry about money again. I Which, think that would be a great little amount there you go little yeah well yeah now you sound like trump well no, my dad gave me a couple million dollars i didn't have yeah. any advantage over anyone else a little compared to the current jackpots oh, yeah. which oh, are yeah. astonishing oh, yeah because right? yeah, you you get to keep a half billion after taxes you could you have a billion right? half a billion yeah. after taxes you could buy pretty much anything you want and still have money left over I mean, you'd get tired of buying cars. You'd get physically exhausted from trying out different cars before you'd run out of money. And I don't know how much fun it would be for very long anyway. Uh, let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Uh, looks like he's got a winner. A majority of likely voters in the U.S. agree with President Trump's efforts to stop a caravan of Hondurans from entering the country. According to the latest Rasmussen report, 51% say the caravan should be stopped. 38% are saying the U.S. government should let them in. You have 11% of those polled undecided. What was the first number again? 51% say the caravan should be stopped immediately. Wow. So a majority want it stopped, and I'd like to know how this was worded and pitched to people, because right. I think I could get that number up from there. Mm-hmm. And this is all likely voters, both parties. I mean, this is everybody. Yeah. So. Amongst the core, I'm sure those numbers are much, much higher. President Trump warning about the onslaught of migrants in that caravan, again linking the movement to Democrats at that rally in Houston, suggesting they might be bankrolling it. You know how the caravan started? Does everybody know what this means? I think the Democrats had something to do with it, and now they're saying, I think we made a big mistake, because people are seeing how bad it is how pathetic it is, how bad our laws are, they made a big mistake. So as the caravan, and and look, that is an assault on our country. That's an assault. Trump keeping up the uh, the uh, tax on the caravan. Well, for the thirty eight percent of people say yeah. who say let them in, I'll give you two choices: you're either uninformed about it or you're stupid. Those are your two choices. I'm oh, giving you. Oh, that's not very understanding. No, it's not. They're poor, beleaguered refugees from a uh, as whole country, and there's just just from all over the world. As many people who could have a better life right. here than where they got, they should come in. I don't want what to think a, about that. What kind of an argument is that? You're making me sad. A high ranking. <laughs> A high-ranking Republican is searching for answers after having his California office vandalized. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, a majority leader rather, Kevin McCarthy, took to Instagram last night saying somebody tossed a boulder through the window of his Bakersfield office. A boulder. Boulder chuckers. Yep. He also posted security camera footage of the two that he believes are responsible 
congressman went on to say they broke in, they stole some office equipment, messed the place up. Bakersfield police have been notified. I don't we, we like need to, that. We need to link that video at armstrongandgetty.com. Go see the perps. Do you know them? Bakersfieldians, yep. do you know these miscreants? It wasn't me, even though I have a motive. As he once made me leave my seat at a dinner and embarrassed me. Because somebody more important showed up. Exactly, which was practically anybody. Dinner table events. That's right, man. It was humiliating. Did he just point to you with the index (laughs) finger, switch to the thumb over the shoulder and say scram? (laughs) More or less. (laughs) There is a new credit score intended to help people with little to no credit become eligible for loans. FICO, which created the scores most people are familiar with, said the new score will look at how you manage checking and savings accounts over time, along with other financial activity. It could help some people obtain new lines of credit thanks to what's being called the Ultra FICO score. It, again, would take into account more of your daily financial behavior in determining scores. The poor but responsible rating. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Meanwhile, if you uh, win the jackpot of $1.6 billion, you're not going to have to worry about credit ratings. The drawing is going to be tonight, as we have been saying. I got my tickets. I'm ready. And that's your news. I'm just going to take a huge amount of cash to strip clubs, try to meet a nice girl. And make it rain like never before. Oh, my God. Yeah. I would probably spend about a week going to like various restaurants and diners and just leaving like five hundred to a thousand dollar tips. That'd be fun. I, I, I'd get some joy fun. out of that. Yeah. Tipping insanely well for people that are that yeah. seem like they're nice would be very cool. Yeah. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Powerball. That's right, son. I'm not going to tell you what kind of tipper I am because I like to keep my charity quiet, but it's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't keep it that quiet. Huh. Hmm. It seems like I just heard about his I tipping. Wanna, I want to leave it vague, but uh, it's generous. <laughs> Did I ever tell the reason about I figured out psychologically why that wounded me so much when Kevin McCarthy made me leave that seat? Did I ever tell that story on the air? The About the incident or your realization about it? My realization of why that wounded me so much. Perhaps you could share that with us. It's pretty interesting, actually. We didn't get to supervisors pushing to lower the voting age to 16, but it'll still be a good story oh tomorrow. My God. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm not going to tell my Kevin McCarthy story. I'm going to hang on to it because Paul Ryan's retiring. If the Republicans hold on to the House, Kevin McCarthy's likely to be Speaker of the House, third in line to the presidency, which is amazing to me. Um, uh, As a half wet. Uh, Republicans probably won't hold on to the House, so he'll be the minority leader, but he'll still be a big deal, and I'll tell my story then. In fairness, he's probably a two-thirds wit, in my opinion. I agree with him policy-wise, though. Jack, in 1971, it was the Vietnam War that pushed the uh, the voting age change from 21 to 18. It's amazing. If you're old enough to fight, you're old enough to vote. It's difficult to argue with that. 
Well, how about <laughs> more than old enough to fight? How about if you're old enough to be drafted and forced to go right. fight in a war, you're right. old enough to vote. The right. fact that we were drafting people and sending them to fight a war and you weren't old enough to have any say in it is amazing. Right. Right. It's uh, it's untenable. It's indefensible. I'm reading now. These are not my words, not the the words of Joe Getty, but a retweet does not mean an endorsement but from monterey county weekly in recent years it's the rise in gun violence in communities and schools that is prompting some communities to consider empowering 16 and 17 year olds with the right to make decisions over who will represent them and the issues that impact them including violence my counter argument would be their children children can't vote (laughs) (laughs) that's your counter argument yeah even before the mass shooting in Parkland, Florida, and the hashtag never again movement, I had forgotten that there was one, but good for you. Good luck. Uh, showed the power teens. Uh, voters in three Maryland cities since 2013 have already agreed to lower the voting age to 16. 16. And they uh, report child turnout to be strong. Of course, some of it has to do with the fact that uh, like 90% of 16-year-olds are going to vote D, so of course it have does. a great interest in I would say, generally speaking, the emotional appeals and, wow, that sounds good. I'll bet that would work. Nature of a lot of uh, progressive schemes would play well with children. Everybody should have more money. It should, that should be free. Right. Would be, you know, easy to That's sell to. That's not fair. That'd be really easy to sell to a 16-year-old. Anybody who's ever dealt with children knows the phrase, That's not fair is applied to absolutely everything that the kid doesn't like. Yeah. I have banned that. At least briefly in the household. Mm. Not fair. Clamping down on their free speech rights. Can't say not fair anymore. Dictator. Two years ago in Berserkly, 70% of voters approved a measure to lower the voting age to 16, but only in school board elections. Now two Monterey County supervisors, Luis Alejo and Simon Salinas, are pushing to be the first county in the country to lower the voting age by two years for all elected positions in unincorporated areas as well as cities, school and college districts, and other special districts. What's the argument for having the voting age not go the other direction to 21? Like, you have to be 21 before you're old enough to make the decision on whether or not you drink beer. Right. Which is, you know, not exactly like taking heroin. You have to be a 21-year-old to make the decision on whether or not you can drink a Coors Light. Mm -hmm. How about uh, anybody under 21 who's a member of uh, active duty military can vote? Would that be too complicated? That's not to suggest that the only things worthy of doing is a drinking beer. 18, 19, 20 year old is serving in the military. But um, I would say you have taken on a heavy load for the land and you deserve a, a say in spite of your youth. I'm not a everything has to make sense guy. Things don't have to make sense. But it doesn't make sense that you have to be 21 before you have the power of decision making to drink beer. But you can vote on tax policy or health care policy or right. uh, for candidates that will or won't send us to war or all kinds of things. I feel like it's more likely that drinking age would be lowered to 18 than the voting age would be raised to 21. If I, if I want to be logical about it, yeah. If you're if you're guilty of murder because you have an adult mind at 18, then how do you not get to decide to drink a Coors Light? On the other hand... The science says it's really bad for your brain. Yeah, like I said, it doesn't it doesn't have to make sense, but... But it's generally agreed on now by neurological scientists that your, uh, particularly the male brain, doesn't really settle in till 24, 25, 26. 
the the caution center, the we better not part of your brain, which is why young men are so reckless. Except that uh, sex is just a construct, a societal construct. Except it's not. Um, so you could easily make the argument. You got to be twenty five to vote. Yeah, and to drink beer. Yeah, I mean you could make the argument. It wouldn't pass the beer uh, guys. Bribe the hell out of congressmen would never go, never go anywhere. But big suds would win the day. Big beer. How many fewer people drink beer at age nineteen than if it the it were legal at nineteen? Can't be a lot. Mm, I don't know. Maybe it'd be quantity, frequency. Anybody who would cross that threshold isn't the person that you're worried about drinking at that age, anyways. I think there's a bit of a freakonomics thing there, right? If 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 the law is what's preventing you from drinking a beer at 19, you're probably not going to be doing keg stands uh, on the roof of the <laughs> on the roof of some party house and then jumping into the pool. I grew up with the drinking age 18, so seemed normal to me. Already, 16 and 17 year old Californians are pre-registering to vote in big numbers since Senate Bill 113 was signed into uh, law by our ancient governor and went into effect in 2016. Almost 210,000 children have pre-registered to vote. But at a time and, when and we're... 97% of them will vote Democrat. But is, if you're not entire... registered to vote... What should I do? What? Register and vote. Oh. I think there's fairly universal agreement that we're uh, 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 growing up later, adulting later in life. Sure. So moving the, the voting age lower seems like an interesting response to that. Oh, I would agree completely. It's ridiculous. It's purely designed to get more Democrats voting. 100%. Or certainly more people who would be willing to vote for socialist policies. Yeah. Which before you've ever, in in many cases, like six, seven, eight years before you have your f- first full-time job in your own place, you'll be voting. To, oh, my God. To take the money of people who are working and investing and, and building businesses or whatever. You'll decide what the tax policy should be on those. I think the minimum wage should be higher, says every 16-year-old. Okay, yeah. Oh, boy. Anyway, let's see how that works out. Hey, kids, it's that time again. With Armstrong and Getty. Those kids are cute. I hope they come to my house for Halloween. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody to wrap up the show. First of all, it's border operator Michelangelo. Michael? All right. If I win the lottery tonight, I will buy up all the old shopping carts and retrofit them with quieter wheels. One less thing off my bucket list. <laughs> Way to look out for humanity, Michael. Marshall Phillips, our esteemed newsman, final thought. I gotta tell you, I'm suffering from lottery exhaustion. Constantly making up lists of what I do with the money, ranking co-workers on an almost <laughs> daily basis to determine the amount I would give them. Seems like I've been doing this for weeks. Positive Sean, final thought. Hey, you guys know about the Myers-Briggs personality yes. test thing? Sure. Absolutely. I got this article here that makes a great case that it's essentially just horoscopes for people who think they're too smart for horoscopes. <laughs> that is funny. I want to hear about that. Wow. That is hilarious. Good. That's a good turn of a phrase. Jack, final thought. The World Series starts tonight. Red Sox Dodgers. I'm going to try to get into baseball even harder. I'm going to try to get my eight-year-old into baseball, watching baseball on TV. Got to do the pause and zap. It's too slow-paced for America's youth. Yeah, I can believe that. Yeah. Uh, my final thought was, and I had this thought last night while shampooing my dog over and over again because he got drenched by a skunk and unleashed the smell of Satan's flatulence in my suburban home. I learned the skill of turning off my mind and just dealing with it and dealing with it and dealing with it. My first couple of crappy jobs. That's what you really learn. 
is how to how to turn your, off your mind and just keep going. Yeah, yeah, because you have no choice. Right, and you could wallow in self pity, anger, and the rest of it. Or oh, you it can, that doesn't speed things up in my uh, experience. <laughs> oh no, or you could just kind of daydream away and keep scrubbing the dog. So that's my affirmation for this morning, folks. Just keep scrubbing that dog. <laughs> It's like the other day, dropped a um, my wife dropped a glass in the kitchen, and you just think, okay, well, I'm going to spend the next half hour cleaning this up. Right. That's just the way it works. I could be angry, but then I would just be angry in cleaning up the glass. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank, so little time. Been squirting our stink juice in the face of illogic all morning long. Satan's own bile, you called it. <laughs> That's right. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have some clicks there for you. You can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Something we ought to be talking about, send it along. Text line is 415-295-KFTCC tomorrow. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here! Get! Get! And we apologize for our stupidity. And we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Because the show's over. What? Bye-bye. Democrats produce mobs. Republicans produce jobs. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.